He saw the man running south in the northbound lane, running right at the car, running toward the Mustang. He was young, maybe twenty-four or five. He had reddish hair, which was long enough to cover his ears, and in the headlights he sort of looked like Richie Cunningham. He wore chinos with white socks and penny loafers. His shirt was a red plaid, and in his pocket was a white plastic pocket protector. His round wire-framed glasses sat askew on his nose. His gait was ungainly and awkward. He appeared wild and almost out of control. Jack thought, that man is not an athlete. Why is he running this time of night? The man's arms were outstretched in front of him, and it looked like he had blood on his hands. His mouth was open, as if he was yelling, but no sound was made. He acted like he didn't see the car. Jack's next thought was, I'm going to hit you. Get out of the way. During moments like this, it is common for the sensation of time to slow down. In truth, it does not, but the human brain tries to recognize, categorize, and record everything its owner is experiencing. It all happened in a fraction of the time it takes to tell it. Jack released the can, grabbed the wheel with both hands, and slammed his feet on the clutch and brake of the stang. At 115 miles per hour, everything in the car was traveling at a velocity of 169 feet per second. When Jack slammed on the brakes, the car shifted its weight forward and began a terminal skid. Jack would have been thrown through the windshield had it not been for his arms and legs bracing and holding him in the vehicle. The can of top fuel had neither arms nor legs, so as the Mustang started to slide to a stop, it was suspended in air long enough to rotate topside down, and then it slammed into the dashboard. The impact crashed the can, pushing the liquid out of the opening and spraying it across the dashboard, over the console, onto the seat, and into Jack's lap. He didn't realize it at the time, but Jack had top fuel grape-flavored drink spilled over the crotch area of his pants, down his right pant leg with some of the sticky fluid in his right shoe. Jack was unaware of the state of his pants, just as he was unaware of the mess in his car. He was trying to stop the Mustang from hitting the idiot in the roadway. He knew he would never stop in time. His only hope was to slow the car enough that the man would get out of the way. That wasn't going to happen. He braced for the impact. He wondered if the Mustang would hit the man and knock him down like a bowling pin. But the car dragged the man under it to grate and grind his flesh into the undercarriage of the Ford. Would he have to go to the expense and trouble of getting the mess clean from his car? Would the man have his legs taken out from under him and knocked into the air? Would he be, in fractions of seconds, sitting next to the mangled body of a man who was too stupid to get out of the roadway? Would the man come up and over the car, the way he had hurt a deer at will? Jack wished he had put up the top. He didn't want a bloody mangled body in his car. The man had not changed directions. He had not gotten out of the way. Jack was going to hit him, and there was nothing he could do to stop it. He closed his eyes, flexed his arms, and braced for the impact. The wheels were locked up and rubber was being burnt as the momentum of the car drugged them over the asphalt. The tires screamed in protest of what was to come, and it hurt his ears. He waited for the crash.